Father, as we hear this kingdom word today, we combine our faith with this word. Our ability to believe has increased. That which you have promised is released into our lives. We will never come up short. We have faith in your word. No good thing shall be withheld from us. Amen. Now turning your Bibles to Genesis chapter one. Uh, I've been ministering on uh, the same stuff and I'm going to continue because there's something else that goes along with the same stuff that I don't need to overlook. So uh, possibly this Sunday and uh, next Sunday, I'll take you deeper into what I'm laying the foundation for on today. Uh, once I am done, I'm going to call the praise team back up and we're going to sing that glorified song while I'm uh, laying hands on just a few individuals and I'm going to make sure I'm sanitizing my hands well after each person. But I believe God is doing something in your life and I'm an intricate part of what God wants to do to release you into the great future. Some of you have begun but there's something more that God wants to rain down in your life. So uh, Genesis chapter one, verse uh, 26 is where we'll start reading. Uh, then God said, let us make man in our image, according to our likeness, let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air and over the cattle, over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the, in the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Then God blessed, that's very important. Then God blessed them and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply, fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Spirit of God. Thank you. Thank you for the amazing opportunity to bring your people into right standing with you. Thank you for the grace that's on my life in this season of my life. To manifest your kingdom, not just in the church, but in the lives of those who are able to believe. Father, let me have strict precision today that those who are able to receive will walk out of this place or turn that mobile device off in a better place than they were prior to hearing what I have to say today. So lace my words with your presence. Don't let it be just law. Add the spirit to every word that I speak today. I believe it's done as Jesus celebrated you as he stood on the outside of the tomb of Lazarus and gave you thanks. I give you thanks in advance for the resurrection power of Jesus Christ that works in the lives of every person who chooses to believe. In the name of our King, we pray, Jesus Christ, amen, amen, and amen. If you're standing, you can uh, be seated. Let's go to Genesis chapter 12. Genesis chapter 12. We're going to read just a little bit. Genesis 12 and then Genesis 14. Genesis chapter 12. Then we're going to go over to Genesis to 14. And if we, I was talking to the leaders earlier today, uh, and I told them about the 12 gates um, that were at the gates of Jerusalem, there were 12 gates. And if you look outside these doors, 
There are four sets of doors, glass doors. We're going to go ahead and close the sanctuary doors on this side. The, the pulpit points to the east. So those who designed this building, was, they were thinking biblically. So you have 12 doors at the front entranceway, like the 12 gates. You have a pulpit that faces the east, waiting for the return of Christ. So everything should prophesy to the future. So as you grab a hold of this, you understand if the pulpit is facing in the right direction and the doors are prophesying to you, there's no reason you shouldn't have all that God wants you to have. Amen. Genesis 12, verse 2. Genesis 12, verse 2. Genesis 12. I was in Genesis 1, verse 26. I've done that. Okay. Making sure. Now we're in Genesis 12, verse 2. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great. And you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. And I will curse him who curses you. And in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Is the word of the Lord to Abram. He said, I will not I have. I want to bring that point out. He said, I will not I have. You notice in scripture that when God got, he was done with whatever he created, he put a blessing on it. That's an empowerment to prosper, an empowerment to thrive. So after he had created Adam and Eve, who had no flesh at the time, the Bible said he blessed them in Genesis 1 in verse 28. Then God blessed them. So he gave them the empowerment to have the dominion that they should walk in. He gave them the empowerment to overcome obstacles in life. He gave them the empowerment to bounce back from COVID-19. He gave them that. He gave them that. But there was something else that needed to happen after Genesis 12 because he said, I will make you a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great. He said, I will, not I have. He said, I will. And then we get into Genesis 14. There's something else that has to happen. Uh, Abram understands who is Abraham, that if God's desire is to bless me, then it changes my perception about life. So based on the I will bless you, he starts to increase in chapter 13. He knows that God wants to bless him. He knows the blessing brings increase. So he starts to increase in chapter 13. So much so, him and his uh, protege uh, can't dwell together because they have so much increase. So they split up and the, the blessing has not been announced in the earth yet. It's only been announced from heaven to Abraham. So it's still in dream form, but his life is still transformed because he believes in what he heard before someone validates it in the earth. Genesis 14. This is not going to be applicable for those of you who are your own pastor. This is not going to be applicable for you who are your own prophet. 
It's going to be applicable for you who believe in your prayers more than you believe in the prayers of the elders. So this won't be applicable. But for those who still believe in leadership, you're going to be all right. Genesis 14. I'm going to take my time here. I'm going to take my time because this is critical. Genesis 14 verse 18. Genesis 14 verse 18. Then Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought out bread and wine. He was the priest of God most high. And he blessed him and said, blessed be Abram of God most high, possessor of heaven and earth. You own both. Verse 20. And blessed be God most high, who has delivered your enemies into your hand. And he gave him a tithe of all. So you see where Abraham, after this blessing had been spoken over him, he released 10% into Melchizedek. Like what Lady Davis was talking about. Now we're not trying to raise up an offering right now. We're just showing you the proper way. When the blessing comes on you, you don't pay dues. I said when the blessing comes on you. You don't pay, pay dues. So let me walk you through the same stuff that God used once he created man. He put a blessing on them. That's, that's, that's the stuff he uses. God uses the blessing on the individuals who are going to walk out his purpose. He uses the blessing. They had gained increase, but without the blessing, increase is not long term. So whatever you achieve without the blessing, you can do a lot of that through talent. You can do a lot of that through uh, personal ambitions and strength. But many of those things can be depleted very quickly without the blessing. So God placed a blessing on Adam and Eve when, they, when he created them without flesh. Then Abram, inquisitive about God, believes that God is able to place on him what he needed in order to succeed in life. So Abram believes for it. God said, I will do it. Now, because he believed that God will, God needed an agent in the earth who is Melchizedek, king of Salem. He is a, he is a representation of what God uses in the earth to catapult a man or woman into divine destiny and triumph in life. Not saying that he doesn't have a battle. Just means that he will always win. Stay with me. I'm going to get into five points and then I'm going to walk on through this. I, I wrote this down. Success creates enemies and the blessing sustains those under attack. See, what you, what you don't understand, what you don't understand. I understand now. I didn't understand in the beginning, but I understand now. Any level of success will create an enemy. So when you start matriculating higher, when opportunities start to be the norm, it starts to irritate people who don't know and understand how you got there. Now, now uh, Facebook and social media is good. But after you post, if it's good, everybody's not your friend. 
In fact, after you post, you have some people put likes. Some people say congratulations or congrat. Some people put awesome. Some people say, I love it. But there are some that are not liking it at all. Stay with me. Stay with me. So when you post your testimony, there are people who are going to test your testimony. Now, Michael Johnson, I saw your testimony, man. That's awesome. It's awesome. And I, as a father, am I so excited about what God is doing in your life. But there's some people that struggle to celebrate with you. And they, they become your opposition. They smile with you until they dismiss themselves from your presence. You're wondering what's going on. What's going on is you have become a success. When you become a success, you will have enemies that possibly rise in your own household. Some people are crushed by the behavior of those who they thought would love and celebrate them. But if you understand the Bible and you understand the blessing and the favor, it'll turn a crowd against you that you thought would always support you. It's how it happens in the Bible. And you can't faith it away. Because I tried that. You, you can't faith it away. It is going to happen. Jesus didn't have a problem with Mary Magdalene. Jesus had a problem with the church. The church got jealous because Jesus got results. You know, many of you, you want the anointing. Well, can you handle what happens when you carry the anointing? For some, it will deliver. For some, they will get angry because they don't know how you got it. Stay with me. Just tell them the truth. Tracy, you know. You've experienced it. It's not foreign. When you get one step of success, in an instant, you know who your real friends were. And the reason I am preaching what I'm preaching is because great success is at your door. But this, this great success that's at your door will bring challenges on your life that only the blessing can sustain you. I, I never knew that I was going to have to fight like I've had to fight. I never knew I was going to have to fight the people that I had to fight. Fight didn't last long because soon as I started to fight, the Lord said, hold your peace. 
and the blessing on you causes me to fight your battles. Let me let me let me just take it. Let me take it. Just a, you don't have to really be blessed. Just look like you are. You don't really have to be successful. Just walk like you got a breakthrough. You really don't have to announce it on Facebook. Just smile. Just emoji of a smiling face irritates some people. They don't know they can be happy too. All they have to do is change their perspective on life and they will be happy. Happiness is not about what you have or do not have. It's about your perspective on life. I can come in here and say, Lord, I've been beat up all night long. Or I can come in here and say, the oil is going to flow out of me as I worship the Lord. I can come in here and say, I'm going to break my alabaster bar. And you're going to smell the fragrance of my worship all over the room. It's all about my perspective. I'm just getting some people ready. For, for this for this great success which is, which is brought about by the blessing Abraham didn't have to argue with lots and the herdsmen as long as he had nothing it's when he got something that the argument started I haven't taken a little step further when I was in the storefront wasn't nobody fighting over territory when we were renting a building, nobody was fighting over a title and position. But when God enlarges your territory, then funny stuff starts happening. So for those of you who are a little bit discouraged because of the fight, the attack, it's a sign that the blessing has advanced you. That's all it is. That's all it is. Number one, number one, number one. Good class today, good class. Maybe to good class. Number one, when God sanctions a person or thing, he declares a blessing upon its existence. So whatever God sanctions, whatever he sanctions, it doesn't matter what you think. Whatever God's sanction, whether it be a person or a thing, he blesses its existence. It's what he does. Once he created male and female, and he sanctioned it to have authority and to subdue the earth with dominion, then he blessed it. He blessed the existence of it. They had enough power to not let Satan rule, but they allowed it. In this blessed moment, the devil only has a voice when you give him the voice. If you don't give him a voice, he won't have a voice. If you don't allow him to talk to you, he won't have anyone to talk to. So, based on the word that I have, God has sanctioned you as a person. God has sanctioned this thing, this territory, or territories. Our territories are pregnant. Meaning they're going to produce more. He declares a blessing upon its existence. 
As long as I am in compliance with the word of God, that's why I study the word of God. It is my constitution. So as long as I'm in compliance, I don't care how many times you stop me, I'm not breaking the law. I don't care how much you don't like if I don't break the law. I'm within the constitution. Therefore, I am blessed. I will have to violate the constitution for you to bring me down. I have to violate the constitution for God to curse me when he's already blessed me. For those of you who God has decided to bless, if you stay within the confines of the word and God gave you an out for every violation, it's called repentance. Brings you right back and right standing with God. Therefore, what God predestined to happen in your life. Watch out. Here it come. I'll be like my father. Watch this. Watch this. While the religious people are trying to stone you, Jesus is trying to figure out how to bless you. Some of y'all ain't read your Bible. He who is without sin, let him cast the first stall. Now this woman is in the confines of Jesus' conversation and Jesus said, I've already cleaned that mess up. So those of you who are still in your mess, drop your rocks. Number, number two, number two, <laughs> number two. God only brings you to me for a certain reason. In this season of my life, there, there are seasons of my life that have do certain things. And this season of my life is not to fight rebellion. This is not that season. This is not the season that I am going to struggle with things that resist God. That's not that season. Number two, Melchizedek. As the highest representation of God on earth. Affirmed the blessing on Abram's life. He was the highest representation. Put it back up there. He was the highest representation of God on earth. And he affirmed the blessing on Abram. Stay with me here. Melchizedek, king of Salem. Here it is. Abraham is prospering. In Genesis 13. But there's a counterfeit about to show up. So I got to introduce him to the real priest before the counterfeit gets him. For those of you who are walking in the blessing. If you miss the real thing, a counterfeit is waiting for you. Read the scripture. You got to know the real deal when you see it. Abram knew this is Melchizedek. This is king of Salem. There are some things that he's going to release into my life that's going to add to my life. Somebody say add to my life. There are some things that he's going to release into my life that's going to add to my life. I'll say it again. There are some things he's going to release into my life that's going to add to my life. Abraham was a faithful man, but there was a king that needed to come out of him. Every now and then, somebody needed to put their hands on you that, that, that has something in them that you don't have in you, but it comes through you. I am the result of men laying hands on me and women laying hands on me. And now something comes out of me and I can't be apologetic about what comes out of me. Because when they laid their hands on me, I got a download. So what comes out of me is, is a result of what was placed in me through impartation. Some of you never had an impartation, but I've had many impartations because that's what submissive people get. 
So Melchizedek, as the highest representation of God, he is the highest, he is the most respected representation of God. You got to find somebody that represents God in your life when you know riches are planned for your life. Never run around spending and not find somebody that will step over into your life and make an announcement that the blessing is on you because there's always going to be a thief trying to take what God gave you. See, that, that's what y'all don't understand. You're trying to get it, get it, get it, some, something, trying to take it, take it, take it. So when you, when you know you, God's going to give you a whole lot, then you better make sure you have some type of umbrella over you, decreeing and declaring that your success will not be short term. Stay with me. I'm preaching up in here. I'm preaching up in here. So there's an order. There's a level of respect. There's an order of heavenly respect. Heavenly respect. I'm not talking about your supervisor. I'm not talking about the manager you've been brown nosing for. I'm talking about a man, a woman of God. And you heard how I said it, lady, lady. A man, a woman of God. Because you have a tendency to respect others and not respect your man, a woman of God. See, one thing I understand, if, if I got a man, a woman of God, come on with it, devil. Shoot your best shot. I'm coming back better than I was before. Because I understand if I have the Melchizedek principle, I always have a comeback on the inside of me. Abraham, I will bless you. Melchizedek, your blessing. The Lord said, I will bless you, Melchizedek, go bless him. Let me take you through some scripture. Uh, Saul, when he was called, he was knocked off of his horse. He was blind. And God was transitioning him. And he could have prayed. He had enough conversation with God to change his direction. Why didn't he have enough conversation with God to open up his eyes? So God goes over and tells Ananias while he's praying, I need you to go pray for Saul of Tarshish. I have a great, great work I want him to do, but I need you to go pray for him. Ananias was afraid because he knew the history of Saul, but he also knew what God said. I'm going to change him. Can you handle it when somebody has been heinous, a criminal, and God said, I want you to go pray for him because I'm going to change him. They may have been in jail. They may have served 10, 20 years, but God said, I'm going to change him. And if I change him, I need you to go pray for him because I don't need him blind for the assignment that I have for his life. So all of you who've been locked down and locked out, God's about to unlock it. But he has to send somebody. I may be your somebody today. I may be the somebody that God. That's why I don't fit the script, baby. Because I may be that somebody. That, not, not because I wanted to, but because God said it, I have to. Number, number three. Number three. I live, I live these principles. This ministry is founded upon these principles. These are the principles that got me in rooms and I was looking at myself and said, how in the world did I get here? It's because of the principles that I operated with. You honored so much. I said, God, I got to find out a way to get her around me, to get her in the ministry. And she ain't seen nothing yet. No wonder they tried to kill my influence because when they kill my influence, they kill your blessing. 
You got to know what's going on. They're not jealous of me because they can't touch me. They just mess up your opportunity. Oh, okay, let's go on. Let's go on. Let's go on. Number three, number three. The blessing is the same stuff that is used to cause God's creation to thrive. The blessing. It's one thing to create men. It's one thing to give men dominion and power. I've seen so many people with power. I've seen so many people with dominion. I've seen so many people with great levels of authority. Some of them don't exist anymore. But what the blessing does, if you recognize the blessing, it's the same stuff that God placed on Adam and Eve, male and female, for sustainment. It's not possible for you to sustain yourself. That's not possible. It's possible to make good decisions and your good decisions should always point toward God. It should always point towards the the order of God. But it's impossible to sustain yourself alone. God didn't create you that way. God didn't, didn't create you to think on your own. He wanted to influence your thought pattern because your thinking is not always correct. Just take you through a traumatizing moment and see how you think. Take you through a divorce. Take you through rejection. Take you through abuse by people in church and see how you think. Because your thinking changes based on the trauma that you experience. Some minds are still fractured from yesterday. But when the blessing is on you, the one that God put up, it can bring restoration to your mind. Now you're thinking higher than you thought prior to. I believe the devil came against your mind because he wanted to hinder your future. Because if you ever thought like God, you'll be better than what attacked you. I said, if you ever thought like God, you'll be better, bigger, stronger than what attacked you. That's why George Myers said, you got to swap out devils when I go to another level because the devil on my lower level can't handle me on this level. So y'all wondering why you deal with so much when you go up. It's because the other devil's too weak for you. The devil, the devil, the devil has to increase his rank just to try to distract you. And it's all a distraction because he ain't got no power. Y'all still with me? Y'all still with me? How, how many of y'all are, are, are striving to thrive in life, not just exist? A lot of people love to just exist, which means 10 years from now, they still going to be where they are right now. But those of you who have the blessing on you, it causes you to thrive. And if they come to your address 10 years from now, somebody else may be living there. Blessings on you. You can't be where you used to be. God's got to give you an upgrade. Somebody said upgrade is in the atmosphere. See, when this thing comes on you, and I'm not talking about your physical location. I'm talking about your mindset as well. I'm talking about your, your career as well. Everything starts shifting upward. It can't shift downward. Why? Because the blessing is on you. And when the blessing is on you, I don't care if you are labor. I don't care if you're in a plant or a warehouse. When the blessing's on you, they got to come find you and shift you from where you are. I don't care if you were digging dishes. Now, you're about to be over the ditch diggers because God shifts you with the blessing. Don't, don't look for me where I used to be. It's the blessings on me. 
So last time I saw them, they, they was hanging over their mama's casket or their family member's coffin. That's the last time. But they didn't know the blessing was on you. They didn't know you were going to get over it. You're going to go ahead and bury them. And then you're going to look at God and say, what do you want me to do now? They thought death would stop you. They thought tragedy would stop you. They thought that every negative thing that could happen would stop you. But all it done, that the, when the blessing on you, the more they afflicted them, the more they grew. They didn't know when they put pressure on you, they were going to make you catapult into your next dimension. It's like squeezing something with a seed in it, which you put pressure on. The seed shoots out into its next dimension. I believe somebody is shooting out into their next dimension right now. They didn't, they didn't know oil was on you. You're slick. You can only hold it down when it has no lubricant. But when it has the oil of the anointing on it, it just slips right through. Some of y'all slipping right out of something, slipping out of death, slipping out of tragedy, slipping out of all kind of... You're slipping out. Why? The blessing. That, that, that same stuff. The blessing is the same stuff that is used to cause God's creation to thrive. God had no intention whether you be black, white, Latino, Asian, it doesn't matter. God had no intention for his creation to fail. None. When I realized that, that God, no matter how many people wanted me to fail, God wanted me to succeed. And when I latched into that, I said, God, come on now. Come on now. Come on. Give me a testimony. I've been through a test. Now give me a testimony. God, that's something I'm going to be able to tell people that I wasn't able to tell people because the blessing, the good stuff, the right stuff. <laughs> it's on me. I dare you to say it's on me too. Now, number four, number four, number four, number four. Uh, I was in a conversation uh, with this guy just recently, and he, he didn't know uh, what I was doing in Birmingham. He only knew me from when I was in Georgia. So he didn't know what was going on here. So he, all his history of me was what he heard while I was in Georgia. Uh, when he got a chance to see what I was doing here, he said, I see why you didn't put up with that foolishness. See, when God blesses you, you ain't got to put up with a bunch of crap. You ain't going to let me be your leader, then I can go back where I'm leading. But I came, I came back pregnant with other locations. I only had two when I came back. In July, we're going to have five. Sometimes the things you deal with are just God's, uh, I guess, substitute for labor. A woman who is in labor. Sometimes God uses your enemy. They're not getting a success. They're not getting a, a success over you. What's happening is God's using that pressure for labor. You can't give birth to big stuff without labor. We ain't doing no C-section.
Am I all right? I'm preaching up in here today. Number four, number four, number four, number four, number four, number four. If if they knew the blessing was on me, they would have let me alone. Because the more pressure they give me, I just step over into another dimension. If you seem like you're winning, I'm going to step into another dimension. If I get uncomfortable, I'm going to step into another dimension. You want me to stay with you? Then leave me alone. You want me to share? Keep messing with me. Number four, those who carry the blessing transfers it to that which embraces its original purpose. Those who carry the blessing. Everybody don't carry the blessing. Get over it. Everybody doesn't carry the blessing. In, in Psalms 133, uh, verse 3, it says, there God commanded the blessing. The blessing is not everywhere. You got to know how to line yourself up with where it's flowing. You got to be able to recognize it when it's flowing. So if there God commands the blessing, then you unify where the blessing has been commanded. How beautiful and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together. When you don't have unity, it's a sign that people don't know where the blessing is. Because when people really know where the blessing is, they unify around the blessing and they accomplish more in their life than two and three generations before them. Those who carry the blessing transfer it to that which embraces its original purpose. The, the blessing is not transferred to someone who denies who they really are. So whenever an identity crisis is located, then what happens, it's a repellent to the blessing. They say, well, why don't you just play in church all the time? That's not your original purpose. And the church can't handle it. Because if I'm going to reach some of the people where you are, I got to bless you to be where you are. That's, how, that's what has to happen. Mama, we put everybody in a religious box. And we want everybody to sing Amazing Grace. And we want everybody to be an usher. We want everybody to be a greeter. What if they're called to be a CEO of a major company and you're trying to make them an usher and you're trying to put them in the parking lot and you're trying to make them a Sunday school teacher and you're trying to make them... What if they're anointed to be a billion-dollar multi... Yeah, but, but you have put them in your little old box. All you got to do is be free to transfer the blessing. So when you get there and sharks are all around them, they don't have to worry about anything because the blessing's on them. I'm almost done. I'm almost done. I'm almost done. See, you don't need the blessing if you're not going anywhere. But Sasha, when I found myself sitting downtown Atlanta at Peachtree Street 
in, in an executive office making decisions and having communication. I said, I don't know this world, but the blessing is on me. So I walked up in there like I knew that the blessing is on me. And whatever I didn't like, I said it because the blessing was on me. And it seemed like every time the blessing's on you, something that wants to curse you wants to stop you. But I said, no, 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 boy. I may be from Birmingham, but I am not somebody's boy. So I walk my little old country self up in there with the blessing on me. Some of y'all think you're too country. No, you're not too country when the blessing's on you. You don't have to change everything. You got to have confidence that the blessing has been transferred to you. And no matter where you are, whether you be in Birmingham, Atlanta, or in Washington, or in New York, the blessing is on you. See, they, they, they want me to calm down around here. I'm practicing. Cause I, can, I, can I use some language? If you're a punk at home, you're going to be a punk out there. But if you're a man or woman that has courage at home, you're going to have courage out there. So I'm just practicing how I'm going to walk in my authority. When I walk in a room, I'm going to captivate the room. It's, it's, it's not arrogance. It's the blessing. It says something good going to happen for me today. It says that somebody's working in my favor today. It says even if I'm in a pit, I'm about to come out. They, they, they wonder what got Jesus up. He said that, that that's on him. That the grave can't hold you down. That's why Jesus started bragging. Three days, I'll be back. You'll be able to announce to your haters your comeback. Tell them with confidence, with power and authority. Yeah, I may have gone under, but you better watch out when I come up. So many instances where the blessing was on them. The blessing was on Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So you threw them in the fire, and the ones who were throwing them in the fire got burned up before they could throw them in the fire. When they get into the fire, instead of the fire having a negative outcome on them, it burned off their rope. I see them walking in the fire, and then I see somebody walking with them. It's when you're in the fire that those who threw you in the fire start to see Jesus with you. My promotion is in the fire. Because when they see how much I can handle, when they see how much the blessing covered me where my, my coat didn't smell like smoke, I didn't even look like what I'd been through. They know then the blessing is on me as long as you're dragging around all broke down and depressed. But when you know the blessing is on you, you know I'm coming out of this. They may have foreclosed on my house. That means I need to live in a mansion. I'm coming out of this. Number five. It's a waste of energy. Negative talk, negative energy. It's a waste of energy because it ain't going to work against me. And it ain't going to work against you. Sitting up past the night, getting a strategy to stop me, it's not going to work. All it's going to do, it's going to be a boomerang, come back and hit you. Because I didn't come to take size.
Number five, number five. This blessing will cause your enemies to always be subdued. This blessing, this blessing will cause your enemy to always be subdued. This blessing, you don't even know they didn't like you. This blessing will cause your enemies to always, God ain't going to fail you, not one moment. To always be subdued. Whatever your opposition is. You didn't even know they were talking about you. You didn't even know they were passing letters around about you. But it will cause your enemies, your opposition to always be subdued. So you can remain in worship. And you can remain faithful to God. Because the blessing is on you. And you don't have to worry about what's going on. Because God will always cause your enemies, your opposition to be subdued. I don't care how high they are. When they start dealing with you, they're coming down. Let me help you. Let me help you. Let me help you here. Let me help you. Goliath was tall. He was huge. Stood over David. But David carried the blessing. All oh, your giants. When the blessing is on you are coming down. Whether they be people or dead. Sasha and Lady Davis, I have conversation with them sometimes and I have to kind of settle them down. Say, it's going to be all right. And the reason I can say it's going to be all right is because the blessing is on us. That's why I can say, I believe in what God instituted. I believe it's part of my covenant. So I'm not worried about opposition because the blessing is on me. I will recover. When the blessings on you, you're like David. David came home and his wives were gone at, at Ziklag and they had burned the city with fire and all of his soldiers, their, their wives and everything they possessed was gone. But God, he went to God, he put on the ephod, went to God and God told him, pursue this truth and you shall recover all without fail. When the blessing is on you, muster your energies up, straighten up your glasses, put your mask on. Go get your stuff. Every moment of misery. Bring me one of those pillars, Lady Davis. Every moment of misery. That devil is going to pay for it. This season. Everything you've been put through. Unjustly. God's going to make that devil pay. Every moment that you suffered with anxiety. Wondering what was going to happen next. What's going to happen next. As the blessing kicks in. And God vindicates those who are his. Blessing is so powerful. That number 6. Verse 22 through verse 27. Reads this way. And the Lord spoke to Moses saying. Speak to Aaron and his sons, Saying. This is the way you should bless the children of refreshed nations. Say to them, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. What do you mean you're without peace? He said the blessing brings in peace. Verse 
27, so they shall put my name on the children of Refresh Nation and I will bless them. Refresh Family Church. As we worship together, remember our five goals. Serving the needs of families, reaching the lost, equipping the saints, reaching the nations, and transferring to generations. Refresh Family Church is more than a church. To find out more, visit our website at refreshfamily.church.